morning and welcome to the Marcus Today Breakfast Briefing. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Tuesday the 9th of November and as usual with all the information contained in this briefing, it is general advice only. So please do your own research, contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas or insights in this briefing. And if you need to, you can always pause the slideshow here and read our disclaimer in full. If you're listening, of course, on a podcast, you can head on over to the marcustoday.com.au website and read the disclaimer there. And if you're not yet a member of the wonderful Marcus Today community, we'd love to have you on board so you can set up a free 14-day trial for the newsletter. All right, well, a, uh, another record night on the U.S. markets. We had the Dow Jones up 104 points, or 0.29%, 36,432, 36,432. NASDAQ up 11.07%, 15,982, not quite so enthusiastic. And the S&P 500 up a measly four points, middle for diddle low. 0.09%, so breaking through the 4,700 levels. So a pretty good night once again on the U.S. markets, but grinding higher, taking some heart from the U.S. administration's new infrastructure package, and that's certainly helping. Interestingly, though, we did also see the VIX index poke its head up 11.5% to 17.22. So a few nerves creeping in and maybe a few people taking advantage of those low option prices to get set in some hedging uh, against any potential downside in the market. Also, of course, there's potential upside in the market as well. S&P ASX 200 SPY futures up 9 points or 0.12%, 74.56. So nothing very exciting in store for us today, although all eyes will be on National Australia Bank's results, which we'll get to in a minute. Commodities, though, doing better. Brent crude up 0.83%, 69 cents, 83.43. WTI up 0.81%, 66 cents to 81.93. Gold price kicking on, which is good to see, up 0.62%, or $11.27 to $18.28, spot zero zero. And even the jolly old iron ore price was up 1.19%, or $1.10 to $93.85. In other commodities, we saw copper up 1.8%, nickel up 1.3%, aluminium up 2.1%, zinc up 1.4%, lead down half a percent. Uh, tin up 0.81 of a percent. So uh, some good commodity price moves last night. As a result, we saw BHP up 2.5% in ADR terms and Rio up 2.75 in ADR terms. Looking at some of the other international mining companies overseas, Freeport McMoran up nearly 6.5%, Alcoa up 2.1%, Anglo up 1.5%, Glencore up 2 Vale up 5.34%. And uh, we saw tech down half a percent there. So we could be in store for some decent moves today in some of our resource stocks. The Aussie dollar at 74.26, slightly higher, pushing up above that 74 cent level. As far as the S&P 500 goes, there you can see uh, the, uh, the reaction from the market. But it was all about, I guess, basking in that infrastructure glory of that trillion dollars odd being spent. It's going to be spent over a long period of time. But last night we did also see some big, big moves in US infrastructure stocks that are involved in electric vehicle charging stations. Some big, big moves last night in some of those charging companies. More on that in Henry's take today. 
Major stories last night. Stock continues. Streak of gains. Treasuries fall. President Xi set to unveil new doctrine that could let him rule for life. Biden Belt and Road rival to launch with five to ten projects. And the Fed warns risky asset prices are rising, adding to crash worries. They've been rising for a long time, Fed. Uh, You've probably missed that particular warning boat. And the White House faces inflation pressures and uncertain fate of $2 trillion spending bill. And Biden's approval rating sinks to a new low of 38% after recently hovering in the low 40s. I think Scott Morrison's approval rating is heading in a similar fashion at the moment, according to the newspapers this morning anyway. Global economic rebound from pandemic at juncture as executives and policymakers look to provide roadmaps to normality. And Powell's reappointment considered a safe choice, but leadership questions risk adds new uncertainty markets. And U.S. companies impress investors with strong Q3 earnings. We've certainly seen that driving the U.S. market to ever higher records. Very much been an earnings story, very much been a Fed taper story. And now we've picked up the infrastructure spend story. So it's hard to see too many things on the horizon that could really disrupt this narrative. And any pullback would seem to be, as the Fed would say, transitory. Global COVID cases surpassed 250 million in some countries, and Eastern Europe experienced record outbreaks. The UK, for instance, still got 32,000 cases a day. They have gone for herd immunity, but I think it was around 57 people died yesterday from COVID. Saudi is surprised by hiking December crude prices as OPEC Plus sticks to gradual increase in output plan. What's on today? We've got the NAB business survey for October. And we've got New Zealand credit card spending for retail in October, always a closely watched uh, economic indicator. Afterpay launches in pubs soon. Soon you'll be able to go to a pub and you will be able to buy now, pay later your beer and your meals. They're launching their money app, which is a joint venture with Westpac. And it's hoped that one day it may even be able to offer mortgages. Live now, pay later. A U.S. cybersecurity firm, McAfee, will be sold to a group of investors for more than 14 billion U.S. Only went public around a year ago, so that's an interesting move. May have some ramifications for valuations in some of our cybersecurity stocks, although it is a bit of a stretch. McAfee is somewhat of a household name, and uh, it is more a cybersecurity platform than a cybersecurity consulting firm. The S&P 500 notched its longest winning streak since 2017. Earnings are expected to have climbed nearly 42% in the third quarter from a year earlier. And PointsBet should have a relatively okay day today. Picks up a New York license. Big Boy is all there as well. And they also got a sports betting license too. So that is good for points bet. Just means they might have to spend more money though on marketing because the big boys are in there. Uh, the ten-year license is the goal. There are a couple more hurdles to go through before it all gets done and dusted. Crown has appointed a new Sydney CEO, Simon McGrath, who formerly was the head of Acor Pacific, so he's in the hotel business. NABs results out this morning. A pretty impressive beat on expectations. 67 cent dividend. Cash earnings rose 76.8% to 6.56 billion. So that should uh, bode well for the banking sector today. Tesla down 3.1%. Alphabet up 0.4. Apple down 0.5. Amazon down 0.5. We had its hip to be square down a quarter of a percent last night. And the Facebook, or the Meta, the artist formerly known as Facebook, 
was down 0.7%. 10-year yields in the US, 1.5%. Australia easing back. Hard to believe we got to 2.1-ish last uh, or a week or so ago. 1.74 now. Germany, 0.25 negative. You've got to pay them. Uh, Vulcan Energy is suing JCAP, the short sellers that attacked them a week or so ago in WA. And Kathmandu says its first quarter will come in around $35 million lower than last year as the lockdowns bit uh, across the board and even Rip Curl was down in terms of sales. Worryingly for some LNG firms, Korea and Japan are rushing to exit LNG, they say. Japan says hydrogen could be an, an option as soon as 2025. And speculation that Kerry Stokes may be keen to exit Beach Energy, BPT, the stock code there. It holds a 30% interest in Beach Energy. It says that after buying the Borrell stake, they've got around 75% of Borrell, then maybe that's enough and they should sell their Beach Energy. Question of the day today. This was the question that Elon Musk posed on these Twitter feeds to the Twitter sphere. Do you think Musk should sell 10% of Tesla? Remarkably, the stock was only down 3% last night, despite the fact that the overwhelming uh, opinion was that he should sell 10% of Tesla. But uh, I'd be interested to know your thoughts on that one. Thanks very much for listening. If you're listening to this on a podcast, you know that you can separate the podcast that we do in Marcus today. There's four different streams. We've got the Marcus Strategy Podcast. We've got the On the Desk Podcast about market conversations. On the Couch Podcast, where I talk to some of the industry CEOs and fund managers about their investment style and the company prospects. And there's also, of course, the Breakfast Briefing and the End of Day podcast that you can listen to. So if you are listening to this on a video or a podcast and you're not a member of the Marcus Today community, we'd love to have you on board, marcustoday.com.au. And you can sign up for a free 14-day trial and put us through our paces. Always happy to answer questions as well. And, of course, the Facebook discussion group is a fantastic place to talk to other members about uh, issues that you have weighing on your mind or anything on stocks that you hold or are looking to hold. That's it from me today. Have a great session.